Welcome to the PRISM Daily Podcast. Our hope is by listening each day, you'll be encouraged to meditate on the promises of God and find peace in His presence. This fall, our pastor is reading through sections of his forthcoming book, The Narrow Trail, A Wanderer's Guide to Finding Jesus. This book was written in concert with this fall's PRISM teaching series about our church's values. You can listen to our Sunday messages on PRISM's webpage. Here's Pastor Chuck. Chapter 2, The Credibility Issue I called it the halfway point. Once we launched into it as a congregation, I knew that I was approximately 30 minutes from getting to go home. That was the significance that the Nicene Creed had for me in my youth. Having been raised in a zealous Roman Catholic household, Mass was a weekly ritual never to be missed, even when on vacation. Of all my church experiences, none were more frustrating than interrupting a vacation at the beach to sit with strangers in a church I'd never been to before and would never see again. But even among total strangers, that halfway point brought relief. We believe in one God. That was my wake-up call after the sermon. Several minutes later, I would experience even greater relation at the moment when the sign of peace was exchanged between congregants. Mine was not joy born of the mutual affection of fellow believers, but instead the result of knowing we were a communion processional from getting to leave. It was the horse racing equivalent of, and down the stretch they come. Although my parents were devout Roman Catholics like so many children who grew up in religious families, I hated going to church. I didn't understand why we needed to dress up if God saw us naked in the shower. Besides, I reasoned, doesn't he have Superman vision and can see through our clothes? If God sees the heart, what does it matter what we wear to church? Not that my heart was into going to church, but that was my point. God saw my lack of desire to be there. I don't think the tie fooled him. Yes, I was going to smite that little Ryer pain in the butt, but now that he has the Windsor knot figured out, I'll give him a pass. I also had a difficult time reconciling the concept of a loving Heavenly Father who would throw you into hell for not living up to his high standards. Once I understood the gospel, I was able to see how Jesus was the dual expression of God's love and justice. However, as a youngster, I was not excited about going to church and fessing up to the angry man upstairs. That was because throughout each week, I was not excited about saying no to the many temptations that face young people. In my youthful understanding, I had to work hard to get right with God. I perceived my heavenly father as having a hair-trigger temper and limited patience for weak people. My dad's personality reinforced my perception that God would provide for your physical needs, but don't expect him to be loving and affectionate if you irritate him. I was admittedly a sensitive kid, so my perception about God, combined with my dad's temperament, made perplexing the idea of a supposedly tender and long-suffering God. Another reason I hated going to church so much was that amidst the standing, sitting, and kneeling of Catholic Mass, I would grow physically weary— To get some relief during the kneeling portions, I like to rest my butt on the pew seat behind me. My parents would have none of that. Sit up straight. I know that isn't exactly suffering at the highest level, but it was a bit much for my folks to wake me up at the crack of dawn on the weekend and expect me to be both mentally alert and practice good posture. Sunday fun day. 
My Baptist and charismatic friends have church horror stories of another kind. I'll give my Catholic parents this. At least the church service was only an hour. Comedian John Mulaney quipped that that could be a marketing strategy for the Catholic Church. It's an hour. I have friends who would spend entire Sundays at church and then have to come back on Wednesday night. In addition to these puzzling childhood church experiences, I had my own journey of rebellion and failure. I felt alone in the world, navigating the issues of my own heart and mind with seemingly few concrete answers. When my teen years rolled around, I launched into getting drunk, starting on my 13th birthday. It was as if I was declaring, Welcome to teenage hell, Mom and Dad. It only got worse for the next couple of years. I'll spare you the details. Lots of hospital visits, multiple trips to court, parental nightmares. By the time I got to college, I had already sown most of my wild oats and was on to the bigger philosophical questions of life. My journey of passionately walking with Jesus began during my senior year of high school when a girl I was interested in invited me to her church. She was Pentecostal and I was Roman Catholic. Let's just say our childhood worship experiences were different. Her youth group was something I'd never seen before. Great music, tons of kids my age, and most of all, an energetic, basic Christian message that I had not previously comprehended. That night, in response to a challenge to follow Jesus because he would forgive me of my past, present, and future sins, I humbly, gratefully, and after many false starts, finally gave my whole heart to Christ. You've been listening to the Prism Daily Podcast. If you'd like more information about Prism Church, visit our website, prismchurch.com.